This is the Tribune Audio Network. Hey. Hi. Hi. Danelle. Jenny. We're here for episode two. Yes. We have Denny, Kenny, and Jenny. Or Danelle, Jenny, and Kenny. (laughs) Listen, whatever you want to call me, I don't care. People have been destroying my name for years. Right. Danelle, Denzel, Dental, Daniel, (laughs) Donna, Donald. Really? No, those last two I made up. Those two are not real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's my horse and my husband, so. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we made it another week in the world today. Yep. Welcome to Sip. Survive. And repeat. Yes. Good job. Good job, guys. You did it. (laughs) So cheers to another clink. Clink. To another episode. We'll try and... I don't know if you guys hear that, so... All right. Awkward pause. Sorry. We were just had to drink Kenny's real quick. going to cut that out. He's a professional. Uh-oh. Janelle has to sneeze. Just sneeze. <laughs> okay, no, false alarm. False alarm. Okay. All right. So uh, last week we did some plane crash. Oh, she's Keep still going. she's still going. Uh, last week we did plane crashes, and this week we are doing we don't know what. Janelle yeah. has something special up her sleeve. And uh, so I'm really excited that since I went first last week, Janelle's going to go first this week. I tried to convince Jenny that maybe she should go first again, but she wasn't buying what I was selling. <laughs> so I'm going to go. All right. I'm super ready. Okay. So this week's survival story is of Anna Bagenholm. Who? Anna Bagenholm. Bagenholm? Bag and home. Did you spell that phonetically? I did. Great. Because I don't know. She's from Sweden. Oh. And I don't know how to really. You I mean, that's how you pronounce it, I think. Okay. Well, I was going to say Sweden. That's some hard stuff. Good luck. Just wait. It's going to get. Because last week I really. Oh, wait. Before we get into it, I have to do a correction on myself from last week. I started out by saying I was doing a plane crash from Uganda. <laughs> and it was because I was so nervous to say the actual place it happened. Uruguay. <laughs> Very that close. I, that I said Uganda because it started with a U as well and it seemed easier. So. I, I correct myself. Uganda is in Africa, and we were talking about South America really and close. Uruguay and Chile. So now that that's out of the way. Now <laughs> I'm going to butcher some names in this, but Good. it's okay. Good. Whatever. We're all human. Okay. <laughs> so this is the survival story of Anna Bagenholm. And um, Anna was born in 1970 in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Swedish. Um, She was studying to become an orthopedic surgeon um, and doing her residency in Norway, which is right next to Sweden. And yes, I did have to look that up on a map. I mean, I knew they were close together, but I needed to just confirm to myself that. I studied abroad for a whole semester in school. I'm so fancy. (laughs) I'm a fancy bitch. And I have to say, I would have had to look it up too. So I traveled all over over there and I can't tell you where things are other than like England. I've been to, I've never been to Europe. So, okay. I, I had to just double check just in okay. case. So. Okay. so Anna, again, born in 1970 in Sweden, but on May 20th, 1999, Anna and two of her doctor friends planned a ski trip to the mountains outside of um, Norway. Um, Anna was considered to be an expert skier and often skied after work. You know, like... Like how you do. Like I take a spin class after work, Anna goes skiing. Well, I mean, we do live in the state of Ohio, which is fairly flat, so it's, there is no after-work skiing. I mean, but just to put on all the clothing and the just no thanks. Yeah. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm not a skier, so. I'm not either. It's fine. It's a great workout, though. So yeah, good, good for, for her. You. Good for you. So Anna? She's, is that her name? Anna. Anna, good job. She's, so she's really good. She's an expert. She's not a rookie. Um, so they went skiing, and here we go. The 
Kojalin. That's not right. Sounds good. The Kojalin Mountain Range, which is a series of jagged peaks that line the Swedish border. Um, basically, it's the Arctic Wilderness, which is around 100 miles from any major hospital. So it's far away. It's not, in, it's not close to anything. It's in the middle of nowhere. So I'm not really sure where Anna lived at the time and how far she traveled to get to this point, but this is her after-work ski Wait, this range. is wilderness? Wilderness. Okay. I'm just looking at Kenny because he was making a weird face. Kenny was wrong. Okay. okay. He said keep going. Good. Okay, good. Um, wait, so she's out in the wilderness. Yeah. And we so don't know it's why. Just a, it's just a very large mountain in the middle. There's nothing nearby, like hospitals or anything in like 100 miles. This seems like a terrible plan. It's off. Yeah. But go, Anna. Um, so this actual trail that she was on in, in this mountain range was described as one of her favorite trails. So she's done the trail before. Okay. Um, so here's what happened. So poor Anna. Wait. She, before you say that, can I just say I want to be one of those girls that has a favorite trail? I don't know. I want to be like, oh, my God, you guys, I'm going hiking today on my favorite trail. Let's totally, like, I'm never going to be that girl. No. I once almost, I thought about buying hiking shoes once, and then I just... It's not going to happen. I bought hiking boots, and you want to know why? Why? They were purple and had orange highlights on them. <laughs> so mostly I just liked them because they were purple. I mean, I get Who doesn't that. need purple shoes? It's amazing. I had purple. Uh, what What were they called back in the day? BK, BK Street? BK Knights? BK Knights. Wasn't that it? Uh-huh. The high tops? Yeah, I did. I had purple yes. ones. I think they were BK Knights. I think that's true. I think I had those, too. Mine They're, had little heart cutouts on them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, girl. I'm definitely not a skier. I have a bad de- knee. And <laughs> you have a bad knee? <laughs> a bad knee. I'm not 80, I promise. But I know when my husband and I first started dating, which was a long time ago. Do I have time for a quick story? Yeah, do okay. it. Okay. Sidebar. Sidebar. So when we first started dating, and this was like the, the impress, impression stage where like I wanted to impress him. I wanted yes. him to still like me. Like we were in the beginning stages where he actually gave a shit. Mm-hmm. So... He was like, let's go to Peak and Peak, which is like the local mountain range nearby. And I'm like, great. So we go. I've never skied before in my life. And he took me on one of the largest hills. First off, I couldn't even barely get off the ski lift. But he's a really good skier. So he's like, I got you. I'll help you. It's fine. You're going to be great. Um, Let's just say the ski patrol was called. I scooted down the entire hill crying. (laughs) And I thought for sure he was going to dump me after that. I was was scooting down on my... On, on my butt. hands, on my butt, <laughs> down the hill. And this was, like, a, the biggest hill they had there. Well, maybe not. I don't That's know. It big. looked really big. And Todd's yeah. like, it wasn't my husband. He's like, it's not even that big. Like, take it easy. Like, oh, my God, I love that. I went. And this was to impress him with your skills. At first, I was just trying to be the cool girl that, like, went along with it. Right. It totally just, backfired. You were really chill. You just do whatever. I was bawling and not pretty crying. I was ugly crying. Ski oh, I thought you, came. you were bawling like you were bawling. Like no, you were, like I was oh. bawling, like, <laughs> like crying. <laughs> Like, get me off of this hill. Get get me off of it. Oh. Anyway. Okay. Back All to right. Anna. So, Anna. Sorry. What happened to poor Anna? Okay. So, here's what happened. So, she's skiing down her favorite trail, and she lost control of her skis somehow, which I can totally understand. Mm. Not that I've ever really made a fart on skis, but... Listen, I've lost control on a sled before. A... What was the name of the sled from last week? Uh, a titanium, lead sled. A lead sled. Sorry. No, I was not a lead sled. I was not a regular one. A toboggan of sorts. <laughs> if you if you listen to last week, you'll know what we're talking about. Anyway, <laughs> so she lost control of her skis, and she fell headfirst onto a layer of ice um, on a frozen stream, which is bad news. It's head bad first. news, bears, headfirst. There's also a waterfall nearby, 
I have that in my notes. It doesn't really mean anything, but just so you know, there's a waterfall. Don't go chase some waterfalls. <laughs> Someone should have told Anna that. So she fell headfirst onto a layer of ice, but then somehow she lands on her back. So I don't know if she like rolled or somehow she lands on her back. Okay. Maybe it was like a somersault. That's and what I'm envisioning. Unfortunately for Anna, a hole opens up in the ice and she slides underneath the ice. So think oh. about her head is facing the top of the water no. and she slides under the ice. No. Oh it's, my God, that's one of my biggest fears is to be caught under ice and be able to see out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it gets worse. <laughs> um, so Anna's head and torso were pulled deeper under the ice as Meltwater, which I looked up. Don't look it up. There's also a media company called Meltwater. So oh, I found a lot okay. of information about that. But really, Meltwater is like a pool of water that forms over like a pond. Anyway, it's water that filled her her clothing up and helped push her under the ice. Oh, no. Um, and her body became trapped under the ice, which is almost eight inches thick. The ice is eight inches thick? The ice thick? is eight inches thick. So picture her legs and her skis are still sticking out of the ice hole, but her body is face up underneath the rest of the sheet of ice. Oh, no, no. Eight inches no. thick. Mm-mm. Um, so remember, she's with her two doctor friends. Oh, okay, good. And so they finally are looking for Anna because they went down after her. And um, all they see when they find her are her two skis sticking up. And they obviously know something very bad has happened. Obviously. And so they run over to her um, and, and they try to free her themselves, but it took, uh, they, they tried for seven minutes, which I feel like is a really long time before you call for help. But I'm not judging. I'm not victim blaming. I'm just saying, like, that's a long time. If, guys, if that ever happens to me, 10 seconds. Don't even try to help me. <laughs> Just, Don't even try. just call for help. Don't I even. Me, I but they're doctors. But would, they're doctors. Okay. So they. But they. They, aren't they ice, thought they could they help. Ice rescue experts. But they live in freaking Norway. Whatever. Okay. I live in Cleveland, and I have to say, I'm not an ice expert. <laughs> well, so they called the police, and the police assembled two rescue teams. Apparently, they did a top of the mountain rescue team and a bottom of the mountain rescue team. And um, also called the helicopter, like the rescue unit. Okay. And the officer that called for the rest, the helicopter was informed that the helicopter was already en route to help a child that needed an emergency like lift to the hospital. And the police officer convinced the helicopter that this is a more severe injury and they need to turn around and come to this mountain to save Anna. So they did. But before the helicopter gets there, um, you know, we're 100 miles from anything. So just think how long that's going to take. 30 minutes, 40 minutes, 50 minutes for the helicopter to get there. So she's just under the water? She's... Okay, hold on. Oh, my so God. She, Anna, so Anna's friends actually had to hold her skis in place so she couldn't be dragged further under the ice. Because okay. if they would have let go of her skis, she would have just kept going, going completely under the ice. So... Um, Anna needed to think fast, and luckily Anna's very smart, and she's also a doctor, so, I mean. Oh, I mean, yay. You know. Um, and she did this just that. She found an air pocket in the ice and put her mouth up against it. Yeah. And breathed out of the air pocket for 40 minutes. No. 40 no. minutes? No. She did this. Why they held her skis, she put her mouth up to the air pocket and for 40 I minutes. I would have panicked. And not only... Is she probably freaking out? But just imagine how cold the water is. Oh, my God. Well, I feel like after I mean, a while, you just go numb. Probably, but you're in full ski, ski gear, which, yeah. again, I've only worn once, and it's very heavy, and it's a lot. Just that one awful you're wet. time. Yeah, you're wet. You're scared. I mean, look at me. I'm wearing two blankets right now. In my cubicle, <laughs> I have a space heater, and I wear a blanket. Yeah, that's so true. So I, I, I could not. I have my sleeves rolled up, so. I, like, for example, I took our dog out last night 
to use the restroom and I put oddly enough a ski suit on to take her out because it was 20 degrees in Cleveland <laughs> and I hate being cold and this this chick 40 minutes she did it breathing out of an air hole before she no. passed out oh my god no so after 40 minutes she lost uh consciousness so um at this point it's been 40 minutes she, the helicopter still has not arrived um but the top rescue team gets to Anna first before the bottom mountain bottom of the mountain rescue team gets to her and they have a rope and they have a shovel unfortunately the rope they cannot pull her out and the shovel is a flat shovel meaning it's like not get a pointed point. thank get you a point get it get it do it wait who brought this shovel again the top of the mountain rescue team where's the pickaxe they, they well I'm very confused. Thankfully for the bottom I feel like these people of the mountain the rescue rest- team, the ro- they brought a pointed shovel. Listen, I feel like <laughs> these people for living, where do they live in Norway? Sweden? Norway. Norway. Okay, so they live in Norway. Uh, I would have like a pickaxe and a pointy shovel and like a blowtorch and like anything to melt ice on the ready. Nope. Okay. They had a flat shovel and a rope. But... Fortunately for them, the bottom of the mountain rescue team had a pointy shovel. I'm sure it's called something specific, but that's what it is. Um, So they were able to cut a hole in the ice and pull Anna out. Okay. And at this point, Anna had been in the water for an hour and 20 minutes. And again, she completely lost consciousness after 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, So to put it in perspective, our normal core body temperature is 98.6 degrees correct right yes now this was in celsius so i had to convert it so i just want you guys okay, to know listen. how smart i am math. that i can google from celsius to fahrenheit anyway, math, math 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 love it so by the time anna's body was pulled from the ice her body temperature had plunged to 56.6 <gasps> degrees from 98.6 not the band 98.6 to 56 points. I think that's just 98 degrees. Oh. <laughs> There's no 0.6. Oh, shoot. I thought there was. Nick Sorry. Lachey, shout out. You know your boy band. That's right. Um, so this is the, um, the most lowest body temperature on record to this. Well, actually at this time. Okay. It's the most it lowest 90, recorded. It was like 99. 99. Okay. As of then, there was one other case where the, the boy was lower than this. In re- like 2010, but whatever. This is at this point the lowest body temperature on record okay. to have survived because that's what this is all about all right, surviving so, so guys she survives <laughs> breaking news <laughs> it's okay um so when anna was pulled out of her out of the water her, her pupils were dilated duh um the blood was not circulating and she was not breathing um they started cpr right away and these guys are doctors so they know how to do cpr properly and they did it during the entire helicopter ride. Oh, the helicopter arrives too. And so they're doing CPR from the minute they pull her out and throughout the entire helicopter ride. So constant CPR, yeah. which ends up being key to how she survives. Um, so Anna's taken to the... <laughs> tr- <laughs> Your face is tro- classic right now. <laughs> Trosimo? No, not even close. I it's, liked it. It's the local university hospital. Okay. <laughs> and again... Um, <laughs> I just looked at Jenny like she's going to give like me the I'm answer. Like, I'm going to know. Right. Hello, I couldn't say Aragoy. Aragoy? Aragoy. Whatever. <laughs> um, the doctor on the scene, you know, the doctor has seen a lot of hypothermia cases because they're so close, to, well, 100 miles from the mountain ranges, but they see a lot of this. And he commented on Anna's state as saying she had completely dilated pl- pupils. 
um, flaxen white skin. She was wet, ice cold, and I touched her skin, and she looked absolutely dead. Oh, no. Anna was then worked on by a team of more than 100 doctors and nurses in, for nine hours to save her life at nine the hospital. Hours. So she arrived at the hospital pronounced dead but they were like no she's not dead we've been doing cpr we can do this like because i guess when your body arrives at the hospital and you're cold they say that you cannot be pronounced dead after until a certain amount of time oh, okay i'm kind of making that up but i read something like that where like if your body's cold they yeah. have to like give it a shot because typically <laughs> they have to get a, the old college try <laughs> <laughs> they gotta give it a shot Great. Oh, great. Okay. Hit me with your best shot. Bam, bam. <laughs> Edit that out, Kenny. So. No, don't. Kenny's like, stop deep laughing. <laughs> okay. I can't stop loud laughing. That's how I laugh. I deep laugh and Jenny loud laughs. It's a, it's an editing nightmare, really. Okay. So she spent the following 30, 35 days connected to a ventilator, um, which is terrible. Um, Anna soon began to show signs of vitality and woke up paralyzed from the neck down on May 30th. And she feared that she would spend the rest of her life um, on her back and was actually angry at her friends for saving her life. Oh. When she was very pissed Anna. off. She was really depressed and she was really I'm angry. Sure. And I'm she, sure. um, she, after she recovered from paralysis, however, she later apologized to her friends. They all made up. And she said, I was just very, quote, I was just very irritated when I realized that they saved my life. I feared a meaningless life without any dignity. Now I'm very happy to be alive and I want to apologize. She had to recover an intensive care unit for more than two months, two additional months after spending 28 days in the intensive care unit. Um, despite severe damage to her body, no permanent brain damage was diagnosed, which Jeez. is a miracle. That's amazing. It's a miracle. But that here's the other really thing. Got, yeah, got air pocket, ear, ear, air, air pocket, or ear pocket, or air pocket <laughs> in CPR. Wow. Okay. Remember that, yeah. survivalists. All right. Um, this. So the reason why she did not have brain damage, according yes. to Wikipedia, <laughs> the source, the for source, news. sourcing this, um, is because her body had time to cool down completely before her heart stopped. So listen, if you're in an emergency situation, let your body cool down before your heart stops. Easy, easy peasy. Her Love brain, that. yeah, her brain was so cold when her heart stopped that the brain cells needed very little oxygen. There you go. Wow. I, I stole that. I <laughs> okay. You didn't come up with that yourself, no. Dr. Donnell? The cool thing is, is that Anna returned to work in October of 99. Um, and on October 7th, 1999, 140 days after the accident, she returned to the hospital and met the doctors and nurses that helped save her life. And she's all, she has made a full recovery to this day. Um, she has minor symptoms and the hands and feet related to nerve injury. I was going to say, did she lose any digits? Cause that seems like something that would happen for sure. And she's a doctor. So you kind of need your hands. You do. Well, good thing for Anna is she's a radiologist. Oh, okay. At the hospital where her life was saved. Oh. So she actually works at the place that yep. saved her. She's a radiologist to this day. The other really interesting part is that this accident led a pathway to therapeutic hypothermia, which is a thing now because of Anna. And basically okay. it's for victims of strokes, epileptic seizure, seizures, and liver failure. 
um, and it's also used in open heart operations. Oh, you're so basically, yeah. So basically, they drop your temperature. I'm really gonna botch this up, it's but fine. The, here's my recap. Here's my here's my medical recap, guys. Great, as a doctor, they're gonna drop your temperature and then put your body in a hypothermic state and then operate on you, so yes. your body can recover faster. <gasps> Yes. I See, think I, I think I saw that on Grey's Anatomy once. Did you? I, I honestly <laughs> think I did. Boom. Boom. Kenny just confirmed it. That means it's true. And that's the amazing story of Anna Bagenholm, who oh is a survivor, and 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 she sk- still skis to this day. Good for her. Yep. Get back on the horse. Get on it. You can't. Oh my God. Yeah. Good job, Danelle. Thanks, Doctor Danelle. I also have a picture of her breathing under the ice. Yes. And then I showed it to my husband last night. And then I noticed the person in the picture had a five o'clock shadow. So I don't really think it was Anna breathing oh. under the ice. I think it was just someone posing. So oh. I didn't bring it. Oh. Well, we're going to post some pictures yeah. on the I'll Instagram. Send it, I'll send it to Kenny anyway, and Kenny can post it. You guys be the judge whether yeah. you think it's Anna or not. Speaking of Has which, so. um, there's the, uh, the thing of social media. We have social media. <laughs> We <laughs> That's have what it. I'm trying to say. We have it. We have it. it. It's Sip Survive Repeat on Instagram and Facebook, and then Sip Survive on Twitter. So if you guys want to follow us, uh, we're going to be posting pictures from some of our stories, pictures from when we're recording. And um, send us your survival stories. Yes, and that's sipsurviverepeat at gmail.com. So make sure you do that. And it could be a survival story from anything. like From you, from a friend, from yeah. your hometown. Some some story that got passed down from your aunt's mom's cousin, brother, whatever. sister. Yeah, <laughs> who cares? We want people who survived cool stuff. So, um, love it, Anna. Kind of a badass. Yeah, go Anna. I feel like I'm gonna file her way in B A M F land. Mm-hmm. Badass motherfucker. Thank you. <laughs> Again, staring at Jenny with confused eyes. I love it. I'm like I don't know that. <laughs> Ahoy! Are you looking for something naughty to spice up your wardrobe? That's N-A-U-T-I as in nautical. Check out the fantastic apparel at the Savvy Anchor. They have everything you need for that pirate or mermaid in your life. Everything but the water, of course. The Savvy Anchor specializes in nautical apparel for men and women. Their super soft garments will soon become your favorite thing to wear. Be prepared for compliments. Load up on booty today. Sorry, that made me giggle. Savvy Anchor is offering 30% discount uh, to Sip, Survive, Repeat listeners. You heard that right. 30%. Visit SavvyAnchor.com to get your Sip, Survive discount by using offer code SIPSURVIVE. Save 30% off regular priced items. Discount does not apply. Don't even try it to sale or clearance items. Shipping is always free for orders over $50. Again, save 30% with code SIPSURVIVE at Savvy Anchor, S-A-V-V-Y, Anchor, A-N-C-H-O-R.com. Listen, spelling anchor is harder than it looks. Start living the naughty life with Savvy Anchor Apparel. What are you waiting for? Ahoy, matey. <laughs> I had to. Um, all right. So now I guess... I go? Uh-huh. Okay. You go. I'm a glass of wine in, so I feel really amazing about this. I'm not sure if you heard. Kenny obviously already knows what I'm doing. There was recently a runner in Colorado who was attacked by a mountain lion. Oh. And he killed the mountain lion with his bare 
hands. Let me repeat that again. Runner killed a mountain lion with his bare I motherfucking hands. I have not heard hands. this. Yes, I'm so excited. Okay. Tell it. All right, so uh, there was a Colorado man who was running on Horsetooth Mountain open space. It's a 2,700 acre park uh, in the West Ridge Trail area um, near Fort Collins. So I didn't look at a map because I just, I was like, it's in Colorado. I know where that is. Good yes. enough. Um, so it turns out it was an 80 pound mountain lion, which I was like, aren't mountain lions bigger than that? So I did a little extra research. Yeah, I th- I'm picturing like a big, uh, well, okay. I mean, that's big. But. So a height of a mountain lion is two to three feet at the shoulder. Uh, a male is usually between 120 and 220 pounds. Females, full grown, are 64 to 140 pounds. Really? So this actually, I think it was a male, but it was a, uh, a juvenile. So it wasn't a full grown mountain lion. Thank God. But still. But that's big, the, the teeth, the claws. Yeah. So this guy who, at, as of right now, this literally just happened on February 4th, I believe it was. Um, he r- prefers to not be named at this time, but I think he's going to come out eventually and be like, I'm I want to see badass. that, yeah. Like, really. He's probably recovering. Yes. So um, right now he's not named. He was bitten in the face <gasps> and the wrist. He fought free from the lion, and he suffocated the animal with his hands in self-defense, which I, again, I'm an animal lover. I have four dogs, a fish. I used to have two birds, too. Like, it, I love animals. Of course. So I, but if something is attacking you, it's like it's, life or it's, death. It's nature. Like, yeah. you've got to kill or be killed. Fight or in flight. In that instance, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Ty Petersburg, who is the area wildlife manager for Colorado Parks and Wildlife, uh, told a local TV station in Colorado that the man did not have a weapon, so he used the only things he had, which, again, were his bare hands. Wow. Um, he was really creative, Peter, Petersburg told the station. Um, he used his hands and his feet uh, and anything he could find around him. So I'm guessing, like, sticks, twigs, Rocks. whatever. Yes. Um, officials say that the man heard a noise behind him. So just envision this, if you will. You're running. I don't run. But if I was running on a trail, which we already talked about, I don't like trails either. <laughs> but if I'm running on a trail, Your you trail hear boots. something behind you. You think it's like some other person and their dog or whatever. You turn around and there's a mountain, mountain lion. Yikes. No, thank you. No, no, thank you. And the fact that he heard it, like usually when you're running, I ran for like a year. Okay, good And for you. you're wearing headphones. <laughs> like you're yeah. wearing like yeah. something like... For him to be aware of his surroundings like that's pretty impressive. Yes. Well, and the running actually triggered the mountain lion because obviously then he looked like prey because oh. he was moving. We'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. I, have, I have more research that I did, you guys. I'm very into mountain lions this week. Um, <laughs> officials say the man stated he heard a noise and he turned around and the lion lunged at him. Um, so the lion's hunting instincts were triggered by the runner, like I said. Uh, but he did what he was supposed to do. So he tried to make himself bigger by, like, waving his hands in the air like he just didn't care. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, you're supposed to make noise. Like, you're supposed to look like you're not prey. Okay. Be bigger than the animal, be louder than the animal, um, all that sort of stuff. So the animal still attacked, though, and I think they said a big part of that was because it was a juvenile who may have been out hunting, before, like, in an area that it wasn't familiar with. So okay. it may have been... A little out of its element so it had to overcompensate by still attacking do you think like it was yeah still like it like probably was like well i'm out. i'm hungry i've been hunting forever right and so you're I'm just gonna attack 
the next thing I see. Yeah. So it unfortunately happened to be this guy. Oh my God. We still don't know who he is, but I'm going to find out. Um, so at that point it was kind of a fight for survival between him and the lion. Like who's going to make this? Um, the lion was all up on his upper body. So oh. like he got his face, Poor guy. he was trying to fight him off. So he got his wrists. Um, but in the end he got himself up and then he somehow suffocated the cat um, and then he actually, this is my favorite part, got himself to his car and drove himself to the hospital. What? Right. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. <laughs> like, what? So what do you think the reaction was at the hospital? Like, he well, walks in, he's like, I was mauled by a lion. And they're the like, the thing that they found really interesting is that um, at first it sounded so insane. Like, no way this guy just killed a mountain lion with his bare hands. They went up and they found the juvenile lion and they, I mean, what he said was true. And so then they were like, oh my God, this guy, like, oh, And how do you suffocate a mountain lion? I I don't know if it was like a headlock, like a WWE. Because it's not like you're going to put like a pillow, obviously. (laughs) Unless he runs with pillows. (laughs) I mean, hey, you never know. You know. But I don't know, like how do you, yeah, like how, like you would think its face is so big, like how would you? I don't know. I mean, he was 80 pounds, so that's like the size, in my mind, that's the size of a large dog. Yeah. So I feel like you, I mean, I feel like you could, I don't know if I could, but I think a a grown man maybe. Could maybe hold its mouth shut or something. Okay. So um, (laughs) this is what uh, Governor Jared Polis or Police said. He said, don't mess with Colorado trail runners. (laughs) Nope, I Um, won't. No thanks. (laughs) A runner near Fort Collins killed an attacking mountain lion with his bare hands. Don't try this yourself on purpose as it's likely to end poorly for you. (laughs) So, and the quote goes on and on. So, uh, in response, uh, the state wildlife authorities um, have been uh, tracking what they thought were aggressive mountain lions in the area. So, uh, they've actually killed about three in the last month in Glenwood Springs, which is about 175 miles south of where this attack happened at Horsetooth Mountain. Um, but in over the past century, fewer than a dozen people have died from attacks in North America. So I wonder what the recent like uptick is, like yeah. why they're being well, so I'm aggressive. Get ready. Oh, sorry. Get tell ready. me, tell me the story. Um, and then most attacks are by young lions, and this was what I was talking about before. Perhaps forced out to hunt on their own and not yet living in established areas, so they just don't know what they're doing, uh-huh. and so they get aggressive because they're hungry. They're out on their own. They okay. have to make they have to make it happen. And sometimes people just happen to be there. Yeah. I mean, we're on their territory. It's true. I mean, I'm not saying that they should be attacking us. I'm just saying, like... <laughs> yeah. So the big thing is fight back if a lion attacks you. Lions have been driven away by prey that fights back. So um, after Monday's attack, uh, the Colorado Parks and Wildlife said uh, the agency, along with Larimer County's Department of Natural Resources, is investigating the incident further. So... That's a story of this guy who we don't know his name, but then I have more. Okay. So I, then I was interested in, like you said, like what other attacks have been going on? So in August of 2015, or I'm sorry, August 15th of 2016 in Idaho, mm-hmm. uh, there was a, um, a family that was having a picnic and there was a little girl, a four-year-old girl who was sleeping in a tent on the like campgrounds. Well, she woke up and she started wandering away. Well, kids are easy targets for animals oh, that no. prey 
on prey. So uh, a mountain lion actually grabbed her and started dragging her, a four-year-old, a four-year-old. into the woods to go take her back to his lair. A snack. Right. Well, the family saw it before the mountain lion got far enough away, and they started charging. Can you imagine? The entire family started charging a mountain lion. And the mountain lion like got freaked out, dropped the little girl, and ran away. Thank God. So she had, she, I saw the picture. She came in with very minor injuries, uh, cuts, scrapes, you know, things like that. Maybe a couple puncture wounds from being in its, but it was, she was in its jaws. That's a story where I wonder if it had her like by the arms or by the, it looked like it was torso torso because the injuries that I saw on the website I was looking at, which I wish I could give credit to some website, but I didn't really pay that much attention. Uh huh. Um, it's like a rabbit I think hole. it was like you Huffington go. Post or something like that. Okay. It was like weird news. Um, so anyway, uh, that is a little bit about another mountain lion attack. Now, what I wanted to give you all today was what to do if you see a mountain lion. Please in the tell wild. me. Okay, get ready. First, I'll give you a little history. Mountain lions are known by many names. People call them cougars. Pumas, I didn't know that. Panthers. Wait, those are all the same thing? Apparently, yes. I never knew that. You'll most likely never encounter North America's largest and most elusive predator. Um, Probably not, unless you're like this dude or that girl and you're near their land. Mountain lions thrive in places that offer good cover okay. and plentiful, plentiful prey. So like the Cleveland Metro Parks? No. Oh. <laughs> like the West. So they're like in like Colorado. Colorado areas. Okay. Yeah. Um, recreational outings have been making crossing paths easier for humans and mountain lions. So that's kind of what's been causing more attacks is that people are now going out for recreational purposes in their territory. And so the mountain lions are like, oh, you look delicious. You're yummy. Um, so the question is, should I be worried about mountain lions? Well, the good news is mountain lion attacks are actually extremely rare. I looked it up. In fact, there have only been 11 fatal attacks since 1990. Really? Now, I can't say how many total attacks, like, with people getting away and yeah. surviving, but only 11 fatal attacks since that's 1990. That's not that bad. But yeah. I would feel like that's something that, like, you get mauled by, like, I can't even imagine. Like, even, I've been bit by a dog, and that was traumatic. Like, I yeah. can't imagine, like, being mauled, or even, like, turning around and seeing, like, that jogger, oh, turning God. around and seeing a lion. No. I yeah. wouldn't even know what it was. No. It would be terrifying. So um, the characteristics of these cats is they act like ha- common house cats. Oh, kitty. I know. They chase what gets their attention. They usually hunt four-legged creatures, so deer, elk, and other four-legged animals. So okay. that's why humans look very strange to them for the most part. Like they're intrigued maybe by us. Yeah, so okay. we walk on two legs. Um, we do. We talk, so <laughs> our language is very different from theirs. Um, and a lot of times we're wearing bright gear. Like bright hiking gear. So does that attra- do you think that attracts them to us? No, the bright I think gear? they're saying that that makes it curious. They make we're perhaps a curiosity, but it, we don't look like prey to them. Okay, so it's it is rare for them to attack. So staying safe on the trails, you want to hike with others. You want to take a walking stick, which can help you on the trail, and also you can use it to make yourself bigger. Oh, okay. Um, and people rarely get more than a glance of a mountain lion. So it's really, again, not a huge concern. Um, if a mountain lion approaches you, you should stay calm. I don't know how you do that, but stay calm. Okay. Don't approach the mountain lion. Do don't, not. Won't do that. Do not turn and run. Oh, okay. Because they will, the, 
that kicks up their instincts to like chase after you so you face face them them and stand upright make yourself look big yell and throw things you can convince them that you are not prey. So there's other animals out there who have convinced mountain lions that they're not prey because they fight back. Usually fighting back will, to some degree, save your life. Um, And then keeping our family and furry associates safe was my last point. Um, Dogs may be prey because they are four-legged creatures. Um, So you want to keep them on a leash or make sure that you have your dog on full voice control. Oh my gosh. So if you don't have your dog fully trained, keep them on a leash. Thick vegetation attracts mountain lions. So cut your grass. People. Don't let things grow. Cut it. <sighs> Clear oak brush <laughs> and cover from your yard and play areas. Install lighting that's motion activated. Have fencing. Get guard animals. Or it said husbandry methods to keep animals safe. I meant to look that up. I did not. <laughs> I, I'm assuming that doesn't mean get a husband. I was going to say, does that mean your husband does the work? <laughs> I'm okay with I'm that. I'm going to send Donald out, my husband, to, to take care of it. Donald, go cut the shrubs. Cut the shrubs, the grass. <laughs> Get on that riding lawnmower. I know you have a lot of land, Jenny. Yes. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, no, no. I don't think that's what it means. I'll have to look it up and let you know next week. Uh, don't leave pet food or dishes outside. They can attract a variety of animals, like including mountain lions. And raccoons. And skunks. Oh. Side note. It's skunk season in Ohio. Um, so population out west is super healthy. Uh, the future of mountain lions is dependent on us, so we really have to try and not encroach on their land. Well, it's really dependent on them to stop attacking us. <laughs> that too. Uh, and my last point is, let's share our western lands and keep our wildlife wild, guys. Seriously, no, that's yeah. So that was the. So the... when do you think this guy will come out? I mean, I know well, you don't know, I, but like, I do saw you think... an article last night when I was looking up more information that said. Um, that he's thinking of doing a TV interview with a local station in Denver. What about a podcast interview? I mean, I can call him if I knew who he was, but I, maybe he'll listen to this. Maybe he will. He's, he's podcast famous at this point. That's pretty impressive, though. To, I mean, I can't imagine being in some type of exercise or like a different mental mode and then turning around and being able to react to that. Right. Because I feel like, like oh, I would just like mode. curl up in a ball and cry. I don't know. I don't think that I would like... Yeah, and that's not what you want to do. You want to make yourself big. Yeah. That's great. So that's it. That was my mountain lion attack. So So. do you think there are mountain lions in Ohio? There's not. Like southern Ohio, probably. I don't know. I think there are things in Ohio. Like West Virginia, for sure. I mean, I know we have bears. We have coyotes. Coyotes, which have been, they don't normally attack people, but they will attack dogs. Mm -hmm. Deer attack dogs. They do? Mm Mm-hmm. No, they can. During I went to Alaska season. once, and there were moose. Wait, you've been to Alaska? I have been to Alaska. My friend moved there Wait, senior year of high school. What? Yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, but Jenny, there were, there were moose, and the moose were huge, were they and huge? they chased their poor dog. Oh, Bessie, 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 Bessie. I didn't know that about you. Yes. So, anywho, um, mountain lion attacks, Kenny. Yeah. Hi. Hey. Okay, so we haven't talked to you this whole time. Before you start, though, yes, we should give a shout-out to where we are. Yes. Of course. So we're at Goldhorn Brewery. So if you guys have heard any background noise, it's because we're actually at a brewery right now who let us use their uh, event space to record this podcast. So nice Because we didn't want to keep intruding on Kenny's girlfriend, Kim, <laughs> with our Poor. equipment and such. Um, so we are eating some warm pretzels with cheese dip. Uh 
Danelle had the sampler of beer, mm-hmm. which was four little tasties. I had a pilsner, a highway, a fire, and a darkness. That means nothing to any of you, but, but amazing. <laughs> that's what it means. And they're, it's almost gone. So yes. there you go. And uh, I'm drinking wine because I'm a snob, apparently. Uh, and Kenny is drinking. What'd you drink? White IPA. Nice. Delicious. Um, so shout out to Goldhorn. We're going to post you guys on our social media uh, for everyone to find you. We're in Cleveland and we're on 50, East 55th Street. So. Yep. Yeah. All right, Kenny. Yeah, you have so weird news for us. Weird news of the week. So this one, I mean, it caught my eye. I had to talk about this. So a son set his mother's home on fire. Uh-huh. And it was over a fight. The fight was over. Oh, wait, can we guess? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, guess. let's guess. Okay. I was so off last week. Um, it had to have been over. How old is the son? Can you tell us? Um, he is 32. Ooh. Um, oh, that takes my guess away. Okay. Um, let's see. He, he burned her house down because she didn't like his girlfriend. Okay. No, okay, he burned her house down because she didn't wash his favorite pair of sweatpants. If anything, Danelle's slightly closer. Really? <laughs> Just because it's dumb, but no. she's nowhere near. Oh, okay. okay, good. It was over Cheez-Its. No! Wait, the white or the cheddar? Yeah, let's talk uh, about We it. don't have that details. Kenny? But Get the details for us. Because the white's two, way better. Two brothers and their 61-year-old mother were at the home when an argument began over a box of Cheez-Its snack crackers. Yeah. That's when one of the brothers, who police say was intoxicated, locked his brother and mother inside the home and began pouring <gasps> gasoline no! on the front steps. Oh my god. He then lit the home on fire, trapping the two inside. The brother was able to lift the mother and down to safety from the second story window and they got him out safely. But all of this... Over Cheez-Its? Over Cheez-Its. Cheez-its. And he's 32. 32 years old. Where did this take place? Did Georgia. Say? Georgia. Yeah. Georgia, come on. You on the it. midnight train to Georgia. I mean, seriously. Georgia. Georgia. Cheez Its. On the midnight train to All Georgia. All over Cheez Its. Like, I love Cheez Its, no. but. Oh my God, I love Cheez I don't love them that much, though. No. I'm trying to think, what would you do? Like, what food would you really, like, get into it with someone about? Like, if you were trying to, like, like, if you had to pick a fight, not, not set something on fire. Right. Is there a food yeah. out there that you can't? You're like, nope, that's it, fine. It depends. Is it, like, the last of that kind of food? Yes. Let's pretend it's the last of that kind of food forever and ever. Who would you punch in the face to get it? I mean, who? not who. I'm sorry. What food would it be? I feel like just like if it's the last piece of pizza. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like a good like slice of pizza. Not a like good, a shitty slice. But right. A good, like a good yeah. cheesy thick. Yeah. Like a coal thin. fired or wood fired yeah. piece of pizza. Okay. If it was the last piece, like I'd burn a house down for it. Ooh, he'd burn a house down for it. Watch yourself. (laughs) All right, so, uh, Danelle, what food would you you go to great lengths for? There are lots of foods. Um, I don't don't know. I feel like I love sausage, biscuits, and gravy. Now, if you're from the South, you call it biscuits and gravy. You don't say sausage, apparently. I watched a whole YouTube video on how to make it. Oh, Lord. So there you go. Um, I would say that, like a good homemade plate of biscuits and gravy, sausage biscuits and gravy, or gosh, I mean, there's so many, I, I'm a carb lover. So like mashed potato, any like Thanksgiving dinner mm-hmm. piece mm-hmm. I would go crazy for Yeah, if it was the last of anything. Yeah. I'm going to have to agree with Kenny. I would go pizza, especially if it's like my favorite pizzas. So I have a couple places that I, that they're local, so you guys won't know them, so I'll just name them because you won't know who I'm talking about, but Frankie's and Barbarino's are, like, my two jams. Never had that. Oh, my God. It's, 
the sauce is like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not like thick and creamy sauce. It's not sweet. It's like almost has like an oil involved mm, okay. and then like a lot of like oregano and like onion and spices involved. I could get like down with different, that. It's different. But I just really love pizza and I love cheese and I love carbs. Yeah. I thought you were going to say like enchiladas or something like <gasps> oh, that. Oh, Mexican. Ooh, you know what? Minute, yeah, minute, that changes the game. Yeah. Mexican for sure. Damn it. I Any? can't do that a margarita and chips and salsa. Oh, like the last Mexican meal there is. I make the best chili con queso. I'll make it for you guys sometimes. Ooh. It's so good. Good. Okay, I'm in. I am a chili champion, everybody. Oh. I won three. <laughs> I've won actually four chili competitions. Nice. I'm just going to throw that out there. I could probably win if I actually cooked, but I, no. I try not to. No. Well. I don't want to, like, you know, hurt myself. <laughs> but, no, I Kenny, you bring up a good point. I feel like maybe... If it was Luchita's enchiladas, mm. I that's might. a Mexican place up here. Ugh. Okay. All right. I'm going to think about it. Maybe I'll give you a final answer next week. Sounds good. Sounds All right. Good. All right. Cool. Well, you guys, this was our episode two of Sit the Survive Repeat. And it's fun. And it's super fun. So we have uh, Danelle Cherry. Hi. Jenny Day, which is me. And... Kenny Steinbauer. Kenny Steinbauer, who's our producer and basically the tech guy who knows all about what you're supposed to be doing with the soundboard because we looked at it and said no it looks like a lot it's yes. a lot of things happening and i actually jenny and i did set up our own mic stands this week so we're learning it's improvement it's progress it's improvement. that's right progress is great um well if you guys want to follow us on instagram or facebook at sip survive repeat or twitter at sip survive you can also email us any of your survival stories at sip survive repeat at gmail.com. Are there periods in between, like sip period, survive period, repeat, um, I think or is it all one word? Either way, okay. Without the periods or with the periods. But, but what about Gmail? Like, is it just no? Sip, survive, Gmail repeat? is just one. It's like a continuous word. Sip, survive, repeat, no periods. I'm asking for a friend. Oh yes, sip, survive, repeat at gmail.com. Uh, the only dot is at the dot com. Got it. So uh, if you guys want to write to us or just tell us how much you love us, we'd love that too. Or tell us how terrible we, we are. are. Whatever. Um, I, we we want care. you to rate, review, and subscribe as well. We are on all the platforms now, so make sure you do that because that helps us get found on the charts. I think that's it. You guys have anything else? Nope. No. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.